Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Hello and welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast. I'm Anthony Miko. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is Action Network writer Matt Lamarco. You can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, how are we doing? Hello, friends. Matt Lamarca here. And welcome to the Masters. I'm so pumped. This was my favorite show that we did last year. Uh, I mean, the Masters, obviously, an amazing tournament. It's played at Augusta National. It's It's reverent the the pimento cheese sandwiches oh. are of legend um just, one day one day we'll go it's definitely number one on my sports bucket list i was just talking to my dad about this yesterday I, I don't know what it is there's just something about it you just don't feel this way about the other majors i mean i could just watch videos of like drone shots of the holes flying over augusta like basically every day like, if there was just a channel that showed, like, amateur golfers playing at, on Augusta, I would probably watch it. It's just so beautiful. It's so... There's just something about it. I don't really know how to describe it, but I can tell you that, you know, from Thursday through Sunday, I will be basically just glued in front of my television watching every second I can. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things that, like, holds up. You know, like, I feel like the mystique of, like, some of these other, you know, like, big-time sporting events, like... It wears off after a while. The Masters has not really done that. Like it is, it maintains. Yeah, maybe, maybe the fact that they play it at the same course every year has something to do with it. True. You know, and like it always seems to be a big name guy that wins it for the most part. Um, I don't know. I just love Augusta. I'm so happy that uh, it's that time of the year. You know, it also really signifies the start of spring. You know, it was just like 70 degrees yesterday, which was awesome. It's just, I don't know, it's a good time of year. Yeah, totally with that. Uh, before we get into the meat of the show, to remind everyone, you can get a listener's only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass by subscribing to the podcast homepage or rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, you know, for those of you who are maybe new to Augusta or have not done a ton of research, uh, you know, we got bent grass greens here. Very unique cut rules. Uh, the top 50-plus ties will make it. That's not too dissimilar from a typical event. But anyone within 10 strokes of the leader will also be uh, you know, moving on to the weekend. So like, if this ends up being very low scoring on Thursday and Friday, you could have uh, you know, a ton of guys through uh, playing into the weekend. So lots of excitement. I mean, it's the, there's so many ways to sweat this cut that uh, – it ends up being like pretty fun on Friday, even though like I feel like a lot of the main guys, you know, make it. Yeah, it feels uh-huh. like it should be pretty easy to make the cut at Augusta, you know, considering there's only 87 guys in the field, and you know, there's like at least 10 that you can cross off between the amateurs and uh, the old guys who are just there because they've won it in the past. Shout so, out Bernard Langer. <laughs> no, he is not one of them. <laughs> Bernard can still golf. This is more shout out Sandy Lyle, <laughs> Ian Woosnam, you know, Larry Mize, Marco Mira. 
those are the guys just 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 riding the coattails of past success. But uh, Bernard Longer, it's crazy. That's I, I don't want to go too off tangent here, but Bernard Longer is now like sixty one years old, and he drives the ball further than he did when he was thirty. Wow. Now a that's lot those, uh, those new drivers. Yeah, a lot of that is the technology of the drivers and the balls, but like that's just pretty crazy. And the dude just straight up dominates the senior tour. So you know, I, I may have a little uh, Bernard Longer exposure in uh in dfs this week because a top 20 is definitely reasonable for him just as long as you wear like velcro new balance over the weekend <laughs> as well to, to bring support. out bring out my belly butter <laughs> uh so let's talk a little bit about key stats um you know some of the stuff and i i, I actually like this when we do this section because we get a little bit of a different perspective you're using a lot of the lab stuff and looking at uh, some of their tools which are really great and I am uh, kind of just looking at some of the stats on Fantasy National and like building some of my own stuff. So some of the key stats that have popped for me uh, in the stuff that I've been doing has been total strokes gained, uh, driving distance, strokes gained around the green, and bogey avoidance. Um, a lot of guys, I mean, Brooks is, I think this is like a huge Brooks thing, but you know, the guys that can avoid like the big blow up holes like Sergio had last year. Uh, or even just like, you know, a standard, like, you know, double bogey or something like that. Like that's, that's pretty big. So I, I do like the bogey avoidance, uh, Matt, what are some of the stuff that you're looking at? Yeah. So like you mentioned, I'm going off fantasy labs here, uh, and we don't use strokes gained as a metric. Um, basically every, every week, Justin Bailey does a great job breaking down, uh, the, the course and tr- running tests to see, which metrics have historically provided the best fantasy results at each course. So uh, for Augusta, what came up was uh, recent greens and regulation was the most important, followed by par four scoring, both recent and long-term. Birdie making ability, recent and long-term. Long-term par five scoring and long-term eagles. So uh, basically you want guys who can shoot under par is what this is all telling me. And you want guys who are going to, you know, put it on the green and give themselves a chance to make putts. Because if you are going to rely on, you know, scrambling around Augusta, it's very tough. The greens are probably the fastest that you will see all year. Uh, I mean, there's already like a rumor going around that one of the first timers at Augusta is is practicing by putting on a hardwood floor. Love it. <laughs> so, like, that just goes to tell you that you're going to need to... to stick it close to the flags and be on greens and giving yourself a chance to, uh, to make reasonable birdies if you want to contend here. So those are the, the stats that popped historically. Uh, I'm also factoring in a little bit of driving distance into my model. You definitely want some guys that, uh, you know, can, can give you a chance to make Eagles on the par fives. That's like the best way to score at Augusta. There are definitely some eagle holes out there, uh, but you can only really take advantage if you're long off the tee. And I'm also looking at some course history stuff. You know, it's very hard playing your first time at Augusta. The greens I already mentioned are treacherous, and there's like definitely a correlation between your ability to read the Augusta greens and the amount of time that you've spent on them. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, the guys at Data Golf put together a, a pretty nice piece over at Pinnacle this week talking about course history. And uh, I mean, it was pretty apparent that the course history stuff matters the most. 
at Augusta versus all these other tournaments. I mean, obviously the consistency of the, uh, of the course is, is pretty important, but you know, they're pretty much saying that like the guys that have played, you know, 30 rounds here or whatever, like the guys that have played a lot, um, you know, their course history could factor in as much as like 25% into a projection. Um, you know, and then the guys that haven't played that much, uh, you obviously can't factor in as much, but the, the course history certainly on a sliding scale seems to matter a lot more than it would at like a normal course. Right. I think that's like the perfect way of looking at it. Like, uh, I'm not necessarily going to completely bang a guy that hasn't played there. You know, Tony Finau didn't, hadn't played there before last year and basically played on like a broken ankle and he still managed to put up a a top 10 and close to a top five. So it's not like uh, inexperience at Augusta precludes you from having a good finish. But I'm definitely giving an advantage to guys who have played here before. All right. So we're going to go through each segment of the betting market. We're using the uh, betting odds from DraftKings Sportsbook, which is you know my favorite sportsbook right now. Uh, we're going to go through each segment of the betting market there, give you our favorite picks, not just for betting, but also for uh, DraftKings, uh, you know, PGA DFS, because there's the, obviously the big Millie maker this weekend. A lot of other really good tournaments out there. The $5 has a... Great payout structure. There's a $4.20 max with 50K to first. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. So we want to help you guys to, to win there as well. Uh, you know, So we'll be listing win odds, but certainly you know, lots of other ways you can bet the tournament. If you're you know, uh, you know, someone that bets golf a lot, you know that picking winners is pretty difficult. So if you yep. want to make a, you know, a profitable card, probably going to want to have a few head-to-heads, some top 20s, you know, whatever. Like There's going to be different bets that you're going to make um, they won't pay off as much, obviously, if you win, but they're going to have a much higher probability of hitting. So those uh, those bets are probably going to be places you want to look, but we will obviously be giving the win odds uh, for the event. Uh, so let's start with the favorites. We've got a Rory, Red Hot Rory at 7-1, to one. Uh, Dustin Johnson, 9-1, to one. Rose, Justin Rose is 12-1, to one. John Rahm and Tiger, both 14-1, to one. Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas, 16 to 1. So Matt, in this group, I mean, first just talk to me a little bit about Tiger and then uh, you know, tell me maybe who you like out of this uh tier here. Yeah, so first, just a reminder that these are the odds for DraftKings Sportsbook. You can find other prices out there. You know, like yep. if you find a better price at a different book, like that's obviously the one you want to use. So, especially with futures and stuff, you want to shop around and get the best price. Um Tiger is really interesting to for me, I will probably not have any exposure to him in the betting market at his current price. Um, there's definitely, you know, some history being baked in at, you know, just 14 to 1. You know, that's the tied for the fourth shortest odds in the field. Uh, he is popping for, for me in, a, in my DFS model, but you just have to pay the Tiger price. You know, regardless of if you're betting him, if you're playing him in DFS... You always are going to have inflated uh, numbers because people love Tiger and they love to play Tiger. You know, there's already a report out there of a guy placing close to 100K on Tiger to win this event. So My word. Yeah, that stuff is always going to work against you in the betting market. Um, So with that in mind, Tiger is probably going to be a fade for me. Wow. That's insane. 100K on Tiger. That's, I mean, that's just fu money that this guy has <laughs> but i mean i think that for me with tiger like like you said they're probably not gonna bet him i i just wish he was longer off the tee 
Like, I think the short game is actually still there for him. The putting is still there for him. Like, that's where, especially at, on this course, like, he's going to crush it on the greens. Like, he's he's got to, but he's got to make up a lot of strokes that way because he's not going to be able to maybe take advantage of the par fives like he used to. Like, he's yes. outside the top 60 in driving distance in terms of the field. Um, I mean, just way, way short versus what he used to be, and his driving accuracy has been very poor. Like, we've pretty much been talking about that since he's been back. Uh, so... I don't think that the rough here is too treacherous, but he will likely not have as good a lies as some of the other golfers, uh, even maybe as good as some of the other shorter hitters. So I think that's going to end up really hurting him in terms of, you know, quest for like maybe not even a win, but just like a top five or a top 10. Yeah. The one thing that I will say is I mentioned par four scoring as being important and Tiger has been the best par five scorer on tour or in the field i should say over the past six weeks you know and it really isn't even particular particularly close he's averaging five shots under par per tournament on the par fours uh no one else in the field is better than three shots under par so tiger really is dominating the par fours uh which does increase his value but again it's just it's just the price that you have to pay like i would say fair odds for tiger are probably closer to like 20 to 1 ish so if i could get him there i would be very happy to do so it's just that 14 to 1 it's it's just too much you know it's uh and i'll be rooting for tiger you know i love tiger i would love to get some money down it's just uh it's just one of those things where you gotta bet with your brain and not your heart yeah i mean there's definitely truth to that i can't (laughs) i can't i can't deny that uh, so the non-Tiger options, Matt, who are you, who's like piquing your interest here the most? Yeah, I mean, the big question is, what do you do with Rory? You know, he's been easily the best golfer uh, in the field recently. He's the longest hitter on tour. And you already mentioned that driving distance is important at Augusta. Um, he's destroying flag sticks. He's got a great mark in terms of recent greens and regulation. Uh, just out of principle, though, I can never pay less than 10 to 1 on a golfer to win a tournament. Like, it's just too much. Uh, right. I would be looking more at his, like, top 10 odds. I think uh, even that, you're you're playing, you're paying negative money on that, which is not appealing. But that seems like a much more reasonable bet to me than, than betting him uh, to win the tournament and getting just 7 to 1 on your money. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, I, it's just way easier to play Rory in DFS. Yeah. Like. Because even if he doesn't win, like you're still going to pick up a lot of points if he finishes in the top 10 because he has so many different ways that he scores. Like He's going to have a lot of birdies. Uh, he's got five straight top 10s at the Masters, and he has just a, a crap ton of top 10s this year. I mean, we pretty much, he had to lose in the match play for him to not get a top 10. Like He's just been, <laughs> he's been so good. Uh, I think he had like, well, I know, he had five straight events inside the, the top six prior to that. So like he's Including a win including a win. Like he's, he's been fantastic. There's a reason he's the favorite. There's a reason he's the top price guy on DK. Like, um, but again, like I think, I think this tier as a whole, honestly, like I'm looking to to get a lot more of my action in on the DFS side, just because I got, I just don't think that the juice is worth the squeeze on a lot of these betting odds. Agreed. Um, The one guy that I might look at for a wager is Justin Thomas. That's the guy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of know what his story is. Like he's, he's a little more inconsistent than, you know, the guys like, uh, Ricky Fowler or, uh, Justin Rose. But when he's playing his A game, he's arguably the most talented golfer on tour. 
So uh, I think 16 to 1 is a pretty fair price for him. I would be willing to take a look at him there. But yeah, other than that, the betting value is going to come from the guys in the lower tiers. Yep. And and JT, I mean, he's first in total strokes gained, first in strokes gained around the green, second in birdie or better. Uh, so he is essentially perfect. I mean, with the exception of the wrist thing, like that's kind of been bothering him for a couple weeks. Like that's that's the only red mark on, I guess, his profile for this course. And, you know, it's obviously hurting him in the betting market because he's 16 to one. Like he's probably a lot closer to to 10 or 12 if he's fully healthy and, and, and like in good form. Uh, and it's certainly going to impact his ownership in like the Millie Maker and, and those tournaments. So uh, if you feel like if you feel compelled, if you feel pretty confident that JT is going to be healthy and ready to rip it, uh, I think that there's definitely a lot of equity to be gained here. Uh, let's get into the next tier where we have Jason Day, 20 to 1, uh, Francesco Molinari and Jordan Spieth. They're both 22 to 1. Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetgoat, uh, Brooks Kepka, and uh, Decky Bot. They're all 25 to 1. Really good group here uh, overall. Um, this is, again, guys like in like the 9 to mid 8K range on DK. Uh, what do you like here, Matt? I mean, you know I love me some Francesco Molinari. Oh, yeah. Uh, first off, like his salary on DraftKings is just egregiously underpriced. Um, you know, the the group of guys that we just mentioned are basically all 9K or higher, except for Molinari, who's checks in at 8,600. So I think that there's a chance that Molinari is the highest known golfer this week on DraftKings, but you don't necessarily need to fade all of the chalk to have a good lineup. You know, if you look at the guy who won the Millie Maker last year, he had uh, multiple guys, you know, at 20% ownership. So I have no problem taking a look at him on my DraftKings teams. And I'm also definitely in on him at 22 to 1 to win the whole thing. Uh, Probably not the greatest course fit in terms of his driving distance, but literally does everything else at an extremely high level and his recent form is just fantastic yeah i mean i i love me the the italians obviously like i'm <laughs> representing very very hard um i actually think that it's pretty interesting that you mentioned that with the like the chalkiness because i i actually looked at like all three of the major tournaments last year in the millie and i mean all the teams that won like spent like a ton of salary, but they were also like very, very chalky. Like there was only one guy on all three teams that was like sub 5%. And I want to say like, like seven or eight, I think it was seven of the 18 guys were like over 20% owned between the three teams. Like you can definitely play like a bunch, a bunch of chalk. Now, granted one of those wins was a dupe and a guy split. Um, but like, I just think that I just think that we're actually like pretty good at this, and like golf is pretty short on information. So like, a lot of people end up on like a lot of the same plays. So like, when those plays are good, like you still do pretty well. Like, I don't really think that you have to avoid. I'm I'm, I'm looking at ownership probably a lot less at the Masters than I am at a lot of these other tournaments, just because like like you said at the top of the show, like so many of the guys that do well are like the named golfers. It's like really hard to avoid those guys and take like a rando just to be different when you know that those guys probably aren't going to place high. Yeah. I'd rather split a million dollars than have a lineup that doesn't cash. <laughs> you know what I'm 100%. saying? 100%. So, uh, 
I'm I'm in on uh, this is a strategy that that Bales talks about a lot. It's called the barbell strategy, which is, you know, instead of looking for all guys who are going to be in the, you know, like 10 percent range, you play one guy who's going to be, you know, 25 percent and then another guy who's going to be five. Like if you play a 25 and a five and you play two 15s, that's the same total ownership. But the 25% golfer is going to be 25% owned for a reason. And that's because he is good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like the chalk is the chalk for a reason. So uh, I'm definitely with you. I'm not so much looking to fade the top guys just because they're going to be high owned. But I'm looking to balance those lineups by getting in some of the guys who are going to be, you know, 5% or less. Yep. And I and pretty much all these guys are good plays. Like the only one that I'm really not playing at all is Spieth, uh, just because I I just don't. I mean, there's no value in it. I mean, like he's been terrible. Like his tee to green game has gone to garbage. Uh, I mean, I'm not really a huge Spieth fan to begin with. Like I don't really like the like the the guy was, you know, he lived off the putter, and uh, now that he's not finding the greens as often, the putter's not helping him, and his putter's been a little inconsistent too. So like. If you just take the name away and you just look at the resume over the last like calendar year, uh, Jordan Spieth not that great at golf. So like I I'm just not willing to pay the price in the betting market and I'm not willing to play him on DK, especially like uh, in a field like this. Like it's not like we're playing the um, I don't know we're not at the Honda where it's like it's just people that play PGA DFS and they'll fade Spieth. Like the people that are just like logging into their DraftKings account for the first time to play the Masters. Like they're gonna they're gonna play speed because they that's a name they recognize. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you mentioned the putter putts per round. He is still the best in the field over over his past six rounds, uh, averaging just twenty six point five putts per round. But he's still been awful with a hot putter. Right. So I totally hear you there. Um, I can't write him off at Augusta. There's just something about speed at Augusta where I will have some exposure, but I, I am totally with you in terms of a fade on the betting market. Um, the one guy in this tier that I am kind of out on is Paul Casey. I knew you were going to say Casey. He's just not hitting the ball well right now. Uh, only 62.5% greens in regulation over his past six rounds, and that's kind of what I'm using as like my biggest factor this week. It tested out as the most important on Fantasy Labs, you need to get the ball on the green and close to the flag at Augusta, and he's just not doing that right now. Um, so he's the one guy in this tier that I'm I'm definitely out on. Bryson has been even worse in terms of greens and regulation, so I, I'm probably not looking to, to make a bet on him either. But other than those two guys, this is a, a strong tier to target. Yeah, totally, and that's why I think a lot of these guys will probably carry ownership, except Jason Day, who I, I like a, a good bit. Um, I mean, I am a, I am a Jason Day fan. He is the anti-speed. Love so Jason I, uh, <laughs> yeah, just a, just a pure guy. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's bounced back a lot, I think from the struggles that he was having a little over a year ago. And I think he's, I think people are still a little sour on him because of the, the, the hurt that he has left to their DFS lineups in the past. <laughs> but, uh, you know, anytime I can get a world-class golfer at like sub 10%, I'll probably do it. And I think Day has a shot to do that. So. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. 
They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event. Like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz summer event. Now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Uh, let's get into tier three here. We do have Bryce and the Mad Scientist. Uh, he, Tony Finau, and Sergio, and uh, All-American caddy tipper Matt Kuchar, uh, <laughs> all 33 to 1. Bubba's 35 to 1. Cantlay, Phil Mickelson, Louis Oosthuizen, uh, Xander Schauffelet, and Adam Scott, all 40 to 1. And then we have Leishman, 45 to 1. Uh, Webb Simpson and Gary Woodland, 50 to 1. Uh, this is a juicy tier, man. I mean, I think that this is where you're going to make some money. The tier three and tier four, tier four is where the money's made, in my opinion. Uh, what do you like the most here? Listen, I have spent my whole life fading Matt Kuchar. <laughs> it ends at the Masters this year. Yep. The guy is just a Masters machine. He's playing some of the best golf of his life right now, and he hasn't even putted well recently. 30.4 putts per round over his past six rounds. Um, and that hasn't stopped him from, you know, posting a seventh, posting a fourth. I just think he's got great upside at Augusta. Um, I like the, the odds of betting him as a as a top 10 finish. I don't necessarily know if he has the upside to win the whole thing. But you can bet him to top 10 and get 3-1 to one on your money. I think that's a pretty sharp play. Uh, and I'm going to have him in my DFS lineups as well. You also know that I'm a sucker for Adam Scott. I can't help myself with him. He is like the master of the, you know, getting the ball on the green game and then never putting well. <laughs> yep. I love when he drives the green in one and then still pars. Yeah. So I will have <laughs> I will have plenty of him. The one guy that's that's kind of popping for me uh, that I think is like an underrater, under the radar play is Xander Shawfully. In sure. terms of recent greens and reg, he is up there with anyone in this field. Uh, 75% greens in regulation. Over his past six tournaments, he hits the ball long off the tee. The one thing that he hasn't done well recently is putt. So anytime you can bet on some putting regression, I think that's the way you want to go in DFS like and in the betting market. These guys are just undervalued because they haven't been able to roll in a putt recently. And we already talked about that being kind of uh, not a huge factor at Augusta because nobody really putts well. Yep. So I think that the X-Man is a, is a nice play here. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you on Xander. I'm with you on Kucher. Like, I, I think Kucher has, you know, I, I think he's pretty obviously underpriced. And as a result, like, he's going to be really highly owned on the DFS side. Uh, I just can't get myself to fade him. I mean, maybe I end up underweight. Like, if he's, like, over 30%, I don't know if that, I don't know if we'll get that high. But, like, you know, I, I think, like, if you have, like, 25% Kucher, like, that's that's okay. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not really just looking to, like, not have this guy because he could pretty easily top 10 like i feel like he always he always finds a way to get in there and uh again like the only thing that's really wrong with him is he's not long off the tee but he's found a way to do it here so many times before it's pretty hard to say that he can't so yep last seven years at the masters he's finished 28th 4th 24th 46th 5th 8th and 3rd yep so a lot of top 10s and even if he's not going to top 10 He's not going to kill you on the DFS side at his current salary. So right, 
he's so cheap that like uh, some of that win, some of that win equity doesn't need to be there, you right. know, and to still do well. Uh, the guy that I like, I mean, there's two guys that I'd say I like the most here. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, I mean, to win even that 40 to one, I think is are decent odds. I'd like him to be a, probably a little bit longer, maybe 45, but uh, I'm not going to like totally shy away from 40. Like that's probably a guy I'll look to bet like as a top 10. Um, but he, he's, uh, he's really an excellent golfer. I mean, I, I know that he's had some master struggles, um, but top 10 in total strokes gained. Uh, he scores a ton of birdies. He's top 10 in bogey avoidance, uh, 10th in driving distance, which I think would surprise some people. And he's a uh, top five in strokes gained of the par fours. So he's been uh, really very excellent, um, you know, passes the thresholds for uh, all the work that I've done in terms of like, you know, to finish with a top five, a top 10, you know, whatever it is. Uh, he clears it all. So he is, uh, I think, very underpriced. I think he's underpriced on the DFS side, but I also think that he's a good value in the betting market. Uh, I also really like Phil. And that, that's not a guy that I usually play. Um, I think Phil tends to be uh, a little overowned and uh, maybe not as good. Um, but this doesn't feel like a Phil super high owned week on the DFS side of things. I mean, he's priced really close to a lot of other popular plays, uh, pretty cl- but he's in between like Hideki. And Kucher, like I think a lot of people will just like pay the extra money or go down. Uh, maybe even play like someone like a Tony Finau or a Xander or or like a Reed over him. So I don't think that Phil's going to be like terribly highly owned. And uh, I think that his betting odds are like very, very appropriate. Um, pa- again, like passes the mark for like all the stuff that I'm looking at. And like he's 13th in this field in driving distance, which really surprised me. Like I didn't realize he was still hitting it that far, uh, Jones is actually saying he's like hitting it further now. So that's, that's awesome. You know, like I would have expected him to have gotten a little shorter, but you know, we know that he has like an elite short game when he's on. Um, he's not willing, he's not afraid to take the risks necessary to win a major. Uh, so I, I really like Phil. Um, I think that that's someone that that's going to end up making my betting card. Uh, and also someone I'm probably going to have a bunch of on the DFS side of things. All right, well, this is our first real disagreement because I'm, I'm hard out on Phil. 55.6% greens in regulation over his past six starts, uh, including a miscut in the past two events. Uh, I know that Phil is like a bit of a big game hunter at this point. Like, I, I totally expect him to gear up a little bit for the Masters. But, you know, he's almost 50. <laughs> no one, uh, the oldest person to ever win this event is Arnold Palmer at 46 years old. Like, I just don't see Phil really bucking that trend. Um, I, I agree 100% on Cantlay, another guy who fits, uh, you know, sort of like the Xander model where he's been all over the greens, just hasn't made a putt recently. So I really like that. Uh, I'm much more in on him than Phil. The only concern is Cantlay hasn't won anything yet. So I would find it kind of hard to believe that his first win is going to be at the Masters, but I like a top 10 bet on him for sure. He's definitely got the talent to uh, to, to be in contention on Sunday. Yep. Uh, I will say that in the uh, if you're if you are going to look at the course history, Phil probably gets one of the biggest bumps. Absolutely. So that's good. He did miss the cut, though, twice. So it's not like he uh, is immune to the uh, the difficulties at Augusta. But sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I could totally be wrong. Like I could, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm just kind of going where the data leads me and Phil is just not popping in any of the recent categories. So 
But Gary's Gary's another guy like that where like I don't it, well I, he's not like that because he's played Augusta terribly but that's like a thing like I'm like why is he so bad here when he's so good like right. he's well this also sense. seems like a year where Gary has kind of turned a corner true you know so like uh, again another guy that I'm out on because he hasn't been playing well recently um, you know not not particularly good in greens and regulation and not scoring particularly well on par fours which are my two things that I'm looking at the most. But, you know, again, like 7500 for Gary is a fine price if you want to bet on a little bit of regression here for him. But, you know, not a great putter. Um, I would say that has historically been what's held him back at Augusta. So we'll see if this is the year that he can break through because he has become a much better golfer this season. All right, let's get into tier four where, I mean, Patrick Reed, 60-1, to one, coming off the win. Uh, Kevin Kisner and Henrik Stenson, sixty-six to one. Ian Poulter, seventy to one. Uh, RCB, Charlie Hoffman, Chuck Howell, Brant Snedeker, eighty to one. Cam Smith, ninety to one. And then we have our one hundred to one bombs: Keegan Bradley, Matthew Fitzpatrick, JB Holmes, Billy Ho, and C. Woo Kim. Interesting group, Matt. Who do you like? Definitely an interesting group. Well, why don't you get it out of the way? And tell everyone why you're betting Charles Howell for a top 10 finish this week. Oh, yeah. You know me too well. <laughs> I just I, – the, the the Charles Howell, like, bias to the, for the golf fans, like, it just has to end. It has to end now. He has had an awesome season. Like, this is not – this is not the Chuck Howell of old. Like, we're past, like, the Chuck Howell can't win jokes. The dude has He hasn't posted, won, though. <laughs> no, I know he hasn't won. I mean, that's why you're not betting him to win. Right. No, but totally like, agree. The top 10 and the DFS side of things, I just think you're getting really good prices. Um, he's posted a ton of top 10s and top 20s this year. If you just look at like where he fits in statistically, like I just I think you'd be really surprised. Not not like you in particular, but I think like people would be surprised to know how good he's been. I mean, he's 11th in total strokes gain this year, 10th around the green, uh, 5th in bogey avoidance. He's 15th in driving distance, which again, like I don't think a lot of people associate Howell uh, with driving distance, but he's been long. Uh, fourth on the par fours, like he's he's been excellent. So I think 7K is way too cheap. I'm definitely going to have him there. Uh, and then in the betting market, like you said, like I, I'm not going to bet him to win, but you know for a top 10 bet, you're still going to get some really good odds because um, those those odds aren't going to really. Uh, be like too disproportionate from the win odds. They're not so you, at all. I was going to actually bring that up because yeah. I noticed that like guys with the same odds to win the tournament have the same odds to top 10. And that seems like a huge Utah. edge for people that are looking to bet on that stuff. Like Charles Howell the third in terms of top 10 equity. I don't know. He'd probably be somewhere around the top 15 or 20 guys in the field, you know, and he's not... He's not being priced that way because he's, you know, 60 to 1 or whatever to win the whole tournament. Yep. 80 to 1. Sorry. So I, I think that that's a, a really big, I don't want to call it a leak, but it's like a an edge that you can exploit for sure. And again, yeah, on the DraftKings side, he's put up at least 75 DK points in each of his last eight tournaments. So I love Charles Howell. Uh, I agree that... He is underpriced, like, pretty majorly. Um, my only concern is the ownership. But, again, I don't think he's going to be super chalky because people don't think he has any chance to win. 
but we don't need him to win. Yep. You know, we need him to get around the top 10, and I think that's very, very reasonable. I love when we can agree on, on good golfers, Matt. This is this is exciting for me. Um, I actually don't love, like, a lot of this group other than him. Like, I'm, I'm going to play some Keegan. Uh, I'm going to play some Stenson. I'm going to play some RCB, but I'm not, like, really passionate about those guys. It's really just kind of like what the math tells me. Yeah. Um, Patrick Reed going to be a fade for you? Yeah, probably. It's kind of crazy. Like he won the the tournament last year. And again, like, I think we can all agree that it was a bit of an odd win. Like this course doesn't really seem to suit him very well. Yeah. But like, you're going to get a defending champ at, you know, like less than 5% owned in DFS and you can get him to 60 to one in the betting market. No, I'll probably have him in. I'll probably have him in DFS. If he's going to be that low owned, especially, like, it's not going to be hard to be overweight. Like, I'll, I'll have some. I'll have some read. Yeah, I mean, I may be uh, a little bit overselling it. I mean, right now we have him projected for, like, 13 to 16% ownership. Mm. But I was just listening to uh, Joe Holka's podcast that he did with, um, what's the golf guy? You know who Pat I'm Mayo? Talking. Yes, Pat Mayo? with Pat yeah. Mayo. And he said that he hasn't projected for 2% ownership. Yeah, Daily Roto has him at 5%. So, so that's Right, I think 5 is like a happy medium there. Um, it's kind of tempting, right? Like, we know that he can get up for big tournaments. Yep. He's a very emotional type of guy, um, and it seems like he's getting very little love. So I may, be, I may talk myself into a little bit of him, even though he's like, Easily my least favorite golfer. <laughs> yeah, you got to put the biases aside, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was lo- fully prepared to talk some Siwoo Kim. Yes. At 100 to 1. Uh, I think he's a much better DFS play than Bet sure. at this point. Siwoo at 100 to 1 is probably about fair. Um, our, our golf guy at the Action Network, Jason Sobel, says he feels confident he'll finish somewhere between 1st and 87th in this 87-player <laughs> field. Um, I would have liked him more if at like 150 to one, but, uh, in terms of talent, like Kim is a good golfer. We don't know what we're going to get from him on a week to week basis, but when he's playing his best game, he can, he can contend in this thing for sure. Yeah. Maybe another guy that you just bet as like a top 10. Yeah. Um, that probably does it for me in this group. I actually think I am going to have a dash of JB Holmes in DFS, but I always do. Yeah. Just a classic play. <laughs> um, now the super bombs. Uh, there's a lot of names here. I'm not going to delete, read them all off, Matt. But who's your favorite super bomb? Super of the tournament. Bomb. Gotta love a good super bomb. Um, you know, like Connors last week just missed qualifying as a super bomb. He was a uh, hundred to one. So these can pay off. I would say less likely to pay off at. Augusta than other courses but you know if you like to risk a little bit of money potentially win a lot I think that uh, this is fun this is a fun way to spend you know like 10 bucks yep so I am on uh, Matt Wallace I I like Matt Wallace he's popping statistically for me the only thing that holds him back really is he's never played at this course before so I think that he's being underpriced and undervalued right now. And another guy who's intriguing to me is, um, geez, now I lost his name. Keith Mitchell. Yeah, Killer Keith. He won a tournament a couple weeks ago. 
uh, PGA event, Honda Classic. So, again, that was not the strongest field out there, but that's not like a scrub tournament. It was at PGA National. That's a, uh, that's a pretty good course. So, the fact that he is like literally like 250 to 1, I think, um, I think that you can, th- there's a little bit of value there, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm totally on board with that. Um, I really like Hao Tong Lee. Again, like uh, maybe you're not betting him to win. I mean, it's a super bomb. Like you just put a you know a small shekel on that, one twenty five to one. But uh, you know maybe somebody you can ease ten to one as a top ten bet. Like I think that that's still a very nice you know pretty nice value. Um, you know played pretty well here last year and has had a good season. I mean he's top thirty in, in total strokes gained, top twenty around the green. Uh, he's got decent distance. Like he's just like a pretty He's like an average golfer with the ability to have above average spurts. And that's that makes him attractive to me, like at 7,200 on DK, uh, as well as, uh, you know, in the betting market. I think that he's got a shot here. Um, again, maybe not as a win, but as like a top 10. Uh, I think that that's something to look at. I, I, I will say I don't love like a top. I don't maybe love the top 20 bets. Like I, it's hard to find like a good price, I feel like, on the top 20 bets. But uh, yeah, I like I like how Tong Lee. He's going to be... He's going to be with decent exposure, I think, in my uh, my player pool. One more name I want to throw out, and I think this guy is like legitimately three fifty to one. <laughs> Justin Harding, um, not a guy that has played a ton on the PGA Tour. He's mostly on the European Tour. Uh, he's had some success on the Australian Tour this year, but nice. his last three tournaments, he has a miscut, a second, and a first. Um. He's, it's the kind of variance we want. Yeah, he scored over 108 DK points in the two game, the two times he finished in the top two, and destroyed the par fours and fives in those contests. So he fits again the kind of profile of the golfer that I'm looking for here. Uh, it would be too crazy of a bet to win the whole thing at 350 to one, but he's literally 6300 on DraftKings. He's priced at the same range as a lot of these old timers that, you know, are just going to be out there waving and shaking hands and stuff. And he legitimately has upside to make the weekend and and maybe finish in the top 20. So I'm going to have exposure to him on DK and uh, I'm probably going to sprinkle some some bets in the futures market as well. Yeah, I mean, he's 25 to one as a top 10. That's you know, you don't, there's not too many guys like that. Yeah, I might not even be looking at a top 10. I might, I might be looking at like a top 20 for him. Yeah. You'll still get good odds on that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a top 20 at this event, like, again, like if you take the scratch offs, like that's top it's, 25% of the field. Right. Like, that's you're very being, reasonable. Exactly. Like if you finish in the top third of the field of the real golfers, that's close to a top 20. So I, uh, I definitely don't hate that. Um, do we want to give, uh, you know, like a, a pick of the week here? Is there is there a bet that stands out to you? Yeah, I haven't dug into the matchups and stuff yet, which is something that uh, I will definitely be betting probably the majority of my action on the matchups. Uh, and if you are into that kind of stuff, Action Network does a great job with those pieces, but they haven't really been posted yet. Um, the one bet, you know, that we've talked about that I feel very comfortable with is, is Kucher for a top 10 at 3-1. to one. I like that. He's playing the best golf of his life right now. I just don't see a scenario where he finishes worse than like 20th. So I don't think that it's a big stretch to get into the top 10 for him. He's just so consistent. 
um, plays the Augusta really well, and we're getting a good price on him. So that's my favorite bet from what we've talked about today. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give a plug to the Action Network app. If you want to follow me in there, I am listed as a uh, a pro now. Boom. You can follow me, see any matchups that I end up playing. So, uh, again, I'm just super excited for this week, one of the best sports weeks of the year. And uh, hopefully we can run good. We can cash some tickets. We can uh, bink some, some GPP money on, on DraftKings and, uh, you know, get it all ready for Johnny Bachelor Party. Oh, yeah. I, that's what, you know, we need the big score. The big score is a, is a great Vegas night. Um, I'm going to head over to the matchups, though. DraftKings only has a few posted, but uh, Phil Mickelson, you know I love him. He's plus 120 head-to-head against Jordan Spieth. Um, it is the three-way. Like, you can bet the tie. But, uh, I mean, I, I just think that if you, again, just take off the names and look at the resumes – Phil does not deserve to be a, a dog here, I think, in this matchup. Uh, so I will take him. I mean, I just, again, I just think that this is public money and perception that is making Spieth a favorite here. Uh, so I will just take the plus 120 in the matchup. Only Spieth could, could make Phil a public dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's, guess, that's literally what it took. Tiger, too. But. Yeah, no, no I, I hear your logic. I think that uh, it's sound. I just don't. You know, it's kind of like I don't bet against the Yankees when they pick up a bum veteran. Yeah. Like I don't bet against them to just somehow squeeze every last ounce of goodness out of them. I just don't. I don't mess with speed at Augusta. I just don't do it. That's fair. Uh, Tiger, by the way, is minus one seventy-seven against Phil. So. Yeah, that seems about right too. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did bet Phil in the match, and uh, I think I had him at like plus one seventy-five, which was. A tasty a little victory. Back. So, you ever get into like these, uh, like the nationality props, like top American, <laughs> top Euro, like that stuff is just so funny to me. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're gonna put stuff, anything that they can put up that can can possibly entice a bet out of you. The sports book will find it. Uh, but no, I have not personally ever bet any of those. I mean, Hideki to be the top Asian is is even money. I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Asian field. Only going to keep getting stronger. If you look at the women's side, they dominate. Oh, I know. It's filthy. And I'm not saying that it's going to be like that on the PGA Tour, but I think we give it another like five, ten years. There's going to be a host of Asian golfers. I mean, you already kind of see it with some of the amateurs out there in this field. Um, so, yeah, Hideki, maybe not as big a lock as you think, Anthony. No, I know. I mean, Siwoo's <laughs> in the group. How could I, and, and Haotong. How could I possibly... How could I possibly take Hideki? I don't know. Um, but yeah, great stuff, Matt. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be pumped. I think that the uh, the group chat will be wired with uh, with Masters texts, and uh, I'm excited. So hopefully, we really enjoy it. That is going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, and uh, you know, use the promo code, uh, or I should say, go to the podcast homepage, Rotors.com/podcast to get that 30% discount on the road of his NFL pass. Uh, Matt, we're going to be back on what we're the, on Thursday recording. So we'll have a podcast Friday yep. for hoops. So Talking we're going to talk little, some NBA playoffs, little NBA playoffs. One last plug for Rotoviz. Check out the work that Matt Jones has been doing over there. Oh yeah. It's a must. I know that you've kind of been, uh, been pimping him a little bit on Twitter, Anthony, but he's given out great stuff every week and it's still free, right? So I have a saying, if it's free, it's for me. 
Yep. Uh, there's no such thing as like bad free information. Just consume it all. And Jones's stuff is good on top of that. So it's a win-win. Yep. Love it. Uh, totally agree. So uh, with that, guys, for Matt Lamarca, I'm Anthony Nico. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Ready, set, save, California. It's sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2019 Ford lineup, like an adventure ready Explorer or the all new built Ford Tough Ranger. Or get behind the wheel of the 2019 Ford. F-150 with the power, toughness, and capability to carry any payload. You've waited all summer for these deals, and the wait is over. So ready, set, save. The Labor Day Salathon is on now, but don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry into your California Ford dealer before it all ends September 3rd.